Welcome to the Bird's Eye View Podcast. I'm Jeff McLean here along with Les Bowen. Howdy, hi. Paul Domowich. Yo. And we are from the Philadelphia Inquirer. We're here at Lincoln Financial Field where the Eagles just lost to the Baltimore Ravens in preseason game number three, 26-15. The game was canceled because there was lightning. Um, if only they could it, have done that a few hours earlier. It was exterminated. Go ahead, Les. No, no, terminated. Oh, terminated, yes. 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 And finish? Uh, terminated with extreme prejudice. Right, to all That's, you Apocalypse uh, uh, yeah. Now fans out there. Harrison Ford, yes. Yes. I wish we could uh, terminate all of the preseason. That's what's going to happen, I think, eventually, Jeff. And certainly the Eagles are doing their part yeah, to make the preseason uh, go away. I mean, it's just been uh, really hard to, to watch. And uh, tonight's first half was just probably the worst, one of the worst things I've ever seen. It was dreadful. And, um, look, you can understand why they didn't play Carson Wentz. We saw Cam Newton, for instance, injure his foot playing in the third preseason game for the Panthers. We've seen Cody Kessler suffer a concussion. We've seen – uh, Nate Sudfeld break his wrist. Um, so you can understand that. But there were a number of starters that did play. Um, Three-fourths, uh, three-fifths of the uh, starting offensive line, Jason Peters, Isaac Sayamalu, and Jason Kelsey were out there. We saw a little bit of Deshaun Jackson mm-hmm. lined up, Nelson Aguilar, Zach Ertz had a catch uh, on the defensive side of the ball. We've seen more starters in the first two preseason games, but we got the first, act, first time we've seen Rodney McLeod since September. Yeah. Uh, that was a positive uh, development for the Eagles. Um, and I think uh, that was about it. Most of the other guys we have seen. But, uh, you know, Wentz obviously not playing. Um, but the big story, and if I, I guess I'll start with uh, a positive note here, was, was the play of, of Josh McCown. Um, sure was. What did you guys think? I thought he played <laughs> for a guy with three practices under his belt who had been coaching high school football, who's 40 years old. Uh, goes out there and completes 17 to 24 passes and comes up with a 122.2 uh, passer rating. That's pretty damn good. Yeah, I was amazed that he was able to function that well. He started off, I think he was 0 for 3. He looked rusty. He looked like he hadn't been in camp. And then all of a sudden it seemed to click yeah. for him. He mentioned a completion to Greg Ward uh, that, that he thought right. got him going. But it was really J.J. Ortega-Whiteside or Ortega-Whiteside or however we're going to pronounce that. Uh, they just seem to have a, an incredible connection. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, eight catches for 104 yards, is that right, for our Sega White Tide? And Indeed, and I think uh, seven of them were uh, when McCown was in the game in the second and third yeah. quarters. Well, you sure we're going to catch a lot from Cody Kessler. Yeah. That, you know, <laughs> the people on the sideline caught a lot from Cody Kessler. Um, but uh, our Sega White Tide has been mentioned as a red zone threat. You know, that was when they drafted him. That was the talk, and sure enough, that was a beautiful play, that yeah. touchdown uh, from McCown to Arcega-Whiteside. He just he ran through two defenders and just got his arms out. And uh, you could certainly see, you know, that that's something that could happen in the real season. Yeah, it was a 20-yard touchdown. He had a 35-yard one. I mean, a lot of his catches, a lot of his yards came after the catch. They really did. You know, he would, he would turn, um, you know, McCown would throw it in a different direction, almost kind of lead him one way, and then he'd go the other way. And uh, it's impressive. I think Arcega... Arcega, Whiteside, excuse me, um, has shown something this preseason. You know, I don't know how much playing time he's going to get because they have three guys ahead of him that are pretty darn good. But uh, the future could be bright for with someone like him. But getting back to McCown, I think the big question now is whether he's, you know, obviously he's going to be the backup when the season starts and, and Kessler and, and Thorson will be gone. 
uh, Thorson maybe on the practice squad. But what happens when Nate Sudfeld gets it, gets back? Well, I think it's going to depend on Nate Sudfeld a little bit. Uh, how's he going to look? Um, how's McCown going to hold up? You know, is McCown is 40 years old. Well, let's assume he's healthy. Are they going to play McCown next week against the Jets? I wouldn't. <laughs> I, I mean, I guess you, you have to because he still doesn't know your offense. But I think with a 40-year-old quarterback, uh, once you've figured out that he's yeah still got it, I don't know if you need to get him – beat on a whole bunch it's going to be a, the, the problem with gauging Sudfeld is going to be the season's already going to have started probably about yep. three weeks in he's not getting any reps uh yeah. so what all, are you going to yeah, judge him on exactly yeah. so I mean I my feeling is that if McCown you know looks good in practice picks up this offense they're comfortable with him he's going to stay their backup yeah it's a foregone conclusion to me yeah um, and even like I mean, whatever they can make all the kinds of excuses they want. Uh, with oh, he's not 100 percent healthy. Yeah, oh, he's got to take yeah. take his time. No, it's just, it's going to be McCown. Um, you know that experience is so important yeah. at that position to come in there. A lot of times in the middle of a game. Right. Well, some of the stuff he did tonight. I mean, I know he was playing against guys who probably aren't going to be on the Ravens or aren't going to be starting for the Ravens, but he adjusted protections at the line. You know, on three days of practice, uh, how do you yeah. do that? I mean, that was our Sega Whiteside was saying he he changed stuff, and I'm like, dude, what are you doing? And then the the ball would be snapped, and the defense would be doing what he said they were going to be doing. Well, you that, know, t- that touchdown pass to Alex Ellis. I mean, yeah. he reads the blitz, knows he's going to get get leveled, stands in there, and just tosses a perfect ball to him. It's yeah. just uh, and and here's the thing to to consider with McCown. He's been on some really bad teams. Yes, he has. Yeah. Um, for most of his career, but also recently. And the Eagles are a good team, and they have good quarterback coaches, and they have uh, you know, good wide receiver play. Yeah. And that in a good offensive line, although really you didn't see that today, but that's going to really benefit a guy like, like him, I think, who, who is a veteran. You don't have to worry about all this other nonsense with him and having to teach him just basic concepts. He's got yeah. a good team around him. That will make him better. Um, and I think in, in, much more than with Nate and obviously with Cody and, and Clayton, you're seeing how he makes them better as well. So, I, I mean, I think that's kind of a foregone conclusion. We'll see Josh as the backup going forward. And, and you know, the Eagles, it was a roundabout way they got to, to, to it. Mm-hmm. You wonder maybe yeah. why they didn't make a, more of a play in March. Yeah, I kind of, We've talked about this several times. If They weren't really in a good position to bring in someone like Josh because was yeah. he going to sign a contract that would have been a competitor Competitive contract, meaning that he would have not been given that number two yeah. job. They wanted to give Nate the opportunity. Right. Yeah. But um, somehow it just ended up being that they're fortunate. Yeah. Also, crazy I mean, the way it happened when you think about it, it's like, in, you know, like coaches like to, de- they, they're just infatuated with developing people. Right. They found, you know, they found Nate. They, they thought they had, you know, they've done a good job of bringing him along and they take particular pride in a kid like that that might right. succeed as opposed to picking up a 40-year-old. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Office. I think you're really – you're right. The front office maybe more than the coaches because yeah. I really think Doug kind of sees himself in McCown. But yeah. I think Howie would like to have seen Nate Sudfeld right, out there. Right, right. we talked about this before. The, yeah. the, the message from the offense, uh, you know, front office when they signed in McCown was like, this doesn't have anything to do with Nate. And Doug's like, oh, yeah, this has everything to do with Nate. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, I, I guess uh, – Corey Clement is probably a good topic to jump to right now. He got the start at running back. They didn't play any of 
Miles Sanders, any mm-hmm. of Jordan Howard. Now, they played in the first two games. I think they felt like they saw enough of them. They'll be the two main guys. But Clement hadn't played since he injured himself last right. um, December. Last yeah. December, So it was good for him to get out there and get – we kind of saw in this – this week of practice that he was mm-hmm. that they were probably going to do this something like this that he's going to finally play he had some nice carries he had some questionable ones where i've always like my thing with clement is he just doesn't hit the hole a lot of times right. you know if, if the hole's right there in front of him he'll do it but if it's like hey go outside and you got to you know find this lane he doesn't often find the, the right lane and that's yeah and he's not that times. elusive that he keep yeah sometimes he strings things out and you're thinking okay what you're going to suddenly turn on the jets and and, and go around all these people. No, you're not. Him. Just go forward. Yeah. You know, you're you're a decent sized guy. Yeah, you know, get, get what you can here. But but yeah, I thought he looked pretty good. Uh, the thing that I was, it was really weird though. The penalties the Eagles took in the first half, yeah, a dozen penalties for 90 yards. You really, it kind of kept you from. It put them in some ridiculous situations that you know they couldn't third and wolf 37 or whatever. You know, <laughs> uh, it. it made it hard to evaluate players you know it was and i don't know what i don't know whether the officials tonight were being really persnickety i think in some cases they were both andre dillard and jordan mylotta took those uh, formation penalties when a tackle tries to line up a little bit deep off the line of scrimmage when he's pass blocking and it's almost like the nba and and star players get away you know like Jason Peters can do that, right. and they don't call it, but right. they, they were giving it to those rookies tonight. Uh, but uh, it was really sloppy. Uh, you expect a few special teams penalties and things like that, but I, the Eagles couldn't run their offense. And after two days of practice with the Ravens, I was not concerned in the, in the sense that I, I don't expect to see a lot of these guys in the, in the season, but – just, you know, what's going on here? Why can't you focus wonder, on what you're doing? And There were a lot of false starts. I wonder if there's something with the snap count. And yeah. Count. Well, yeah, new, yeah, exactly. You had McCown out there. So I was wondering, you know, if that had anything to do with it. We didn't get to ask that question because we had we asked Josh yeah. McCown about how many, how many, uh, how he's still not knowing all the names of the players. Right. And we had to ask him about whether, you know, if he's a head coach. If he, uh, I'm only kidding. Yeah. Uh, um, I kid, I kid, I kid Bo. Um, on the defensive side of the ball, the starters, uh, Brandon Graham had a nice play. Yeah. I, I talked to him about that. It, it was kind of funny. It's an end around with, uh, Marquise Brown, the, uh, Ravens first round rookie. And he basically ran right at Brandon and Brandon was quite surprised, but very happy to, to see him, you know, with the ball right there in front of <laughs> yeah. him and, uh, yeah. you know, reacted accordingly. And Brandon said it was reassuring for him. You know, we've talked about, and he's talked about, Last season, when he had the off-season surgery, he didn't play in the preseason. He felt like he got off to a bad start. He really wanted to play a little. He played a little last week, which I'd kind of forgotten, frankly, before talking to him tonight. And he wanted to play some tonight. He really – he's a guy that wants to have that reassurance, and I think he got it. Speaking of one of the play tonight, Rodney McLeod, three yeah. tackles and a tackle for a loss. Had a nice yeah. play there. I mean – Nice what's play that? on McSorley trying to turn the corner. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. what's that say about him, him and uh, his – obviously he's going to yeah. be playing – Game yeah, one? he said he'll be ready. Yeah, then I mean, he said he would. What he told me tonight was, well, I, I that was never in doubt. But of course, it was in doubt, you know. But he hadn't played and he hadn't yeah. been fully cleared for practice until just recently. But uh, he says he's playing game one, and I, I believe him. I think right now the only two guys that you could say still, I mean, I don't think Jalen Mills is going to be ready for right. week one, and and 
you know, talking to Nigel Bradham this week, I mean, he didn't yeah. sound like a guy that's confident he's going to be ready for week one. He, he may be. He may play with pain or, or not happy with, with the power he's getting from his from his toe. But, you know, that's Derek, Derek, Burnett, Derek Burnett was in uniform during warm-ups. So yeah. my guess is that, you know, he's basically one, OK. He'll yeah. be yeah. fine. They're just not they're not. What about Fletcher risk. Cox? I Fletcher mean, he keeps not. saying he's going to be ready for week one. But Fletcher was not in uniform. We, I'd sure like to see him do something, you know? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Fletcher wasn't in uniform, and neither was Nigel, as you said. Yeah. They're the two main defenders that you're concerned about. Well, and with the interesting thing with Darby Cox. Was. Ronald Darby was. I mean, you look back on last year. Cox come, came out of the gate, played, and mainly because, you know, their Jernigan wasn't around then. Yeah. I mean, he had to play an inordinate amount of snaps in those first few games, including the Tampa Bay game and in that heat and humidity down there, that's not going to happen this year. They're going to have to be real careful with him early on, uh, you know. And so, you know, we're going to be seeing a lot of Malik Jackson and Jernigan uh, together as opposed to Cox, I think, in those first few weeks. What do you think of some of the reserve guys? Like LJ Fort seemed to have some nice plays. TJ Edwards as well. Yeah, LJ Fort, that's a position where they need somebody yeah. to step yeah. up. He had some real nice tackles. You're right. I mean, I think he's on the team. Um, let alone, you know, obviously it's a special teams guy, but maybe he could be because yeah. uh, Nate Gary is still on, uh, not wowing me. You yeah. know, Nate had a couple di- nice plays, but yeah. he was part of that penalty blitz. He had a neutral zone infraction, and he was trying to fake a blitz, and he crossed the line of scrimmage. You know what? Ford might yeah. be their best cover linebacker, and that includes Nigel Bradham. Camus. Ooh, Damo with the hot take. What about Camus? Better than Camus. Okay. That could be possible. Um, Zach Brown played, so he's yeah. healthy. He had, he had an ankle thing last week, but uh, he returned to practice Tuesday, so I don't think you're overly concerned about him. Um, what do you guys think of Trace McSorley? You know, I was amazed. I don't. I think very little of Trace McSorley as a quarterback. I'm the guy that thought when teams were asking him to work out at other positions that he should have seriously considered that. But, hey, he threw for 200-some yards yeah. in the first half tonight, so – uh, I might be wrong. Uh, or for 400 if he wanted to keep picking on uh, Jeremiah McKinnon. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, or he won't really be seeing Jeremiah McKinnon when the season <laughs> right. starts. Uh, you well, know, was, I don't was, know. But he sure looked a lot better than Cody Kessler. <laughs> Cody Kessler and Clayton Thorson, who was drafted around yeah. ahead of him. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Clayton I'm, I'm, didn't really get to play. I mean, no, that's I mean, a, yeah. I mean yeah. what, what we've seen of right. Clayton. Look, I don't want to make a big deal about it. Uh, and I'm not saying this just because I'm a Penn State guy, because honestly, I thought Trace looked horrendous on Tuesday. I mean, he did. Three interceptions in a span of five passes. I, yeah. I was like, what the heck? I mean, the sideline was yelling hat trick, hat trick. Yeah, I mean, it was it was bad. But like just watching him out there today, I was yeah. like, well, this guy actually looks comfortable out there. He, looks he was moving of, around. He, he, he was knew, making throws yeah, on the run. Like, you know, again, the Eagles' yeah. second team secondary is just terribly brutal. I mean, Josh Hawk has made. I couldn't believe what he was doing on one play. Um, yeah, where he took – there was some kind of fake inside, and he went running inside. And, and he left and, his man. Yeah, the man – The guy wasn't even running. Like, yeah. are the cornerbacks supposed to be biting on that? A guy who's playing outside? Yeah, why would you care if there's why? a fake inside? Yeah, <laughs> I just uh, – You know, getting, getting back to the running backs, which you talked about earlier, let me – how many do you guys think they'll keep, and who do you think they'll be? Uh, I still think it's going to be four. I, I don't think Josh Adams has done enough to, to, to be on this roster. Um, and I just feel like – I'd rather take six receivers if that's what it's come comes down to. And of course, three the the tight end position is now a little precarious because you don't know what's going to happen with Richard Rodgers. Mm. I don't really love Josh Perkins. He had a bad drop earlier yeah. again. He's kind of mistake prone. Um, maybe maybe they see something there more than I do. Uh, 
I just think Josh Adams only can do one thing, and that's he's a pretty good runner, and that's not a bad thing. But you can, and how much is it play? might come down to? You mentioned wide receiver. It might come down to to Josh Adams versus Mac Collins. You know, well, mm-hmm. I think Max on the team just because of his special teams and he's a draft pick. He's a Howie guy. Um, that's a Howie pick if if there ever. He was looks one. rusty as heck though. I yeah. Mean, yeah, he has. He had a couple catches. I feel like. Would you rather have Greg Ward or Josh Adams? Well, it depends on how you look at it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think. I mean, besides the fact that Ward's really developed a lot since last year, Ward will do better he, on special teams. Yeah, he, he's he's surprising. I mean, he's proven. I mean, talking to Dave Fipp. Dave Phipp is confident that Greg Ward can be a good special teams contributor. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, don't discount the former quarterback thing with him right. because it gives Doug a gimmick weapon to use. Yeah. You know, they, it didn't work that very well that one time Last against week. Jacksonville yeah. when they threw that option pass. But, uh, I, you know, I think he likes the fact that he might be able to use a guy like well, that. They faced some mobile quarterbacks, too, during the season. He's always a good scout he team can, quarterback, yeah, too. Exactly. I think Russell Wilson, that, yeah. the point. Seahawks, yeah. stuff uh-huh. like that. I mean, yeah. that's not why you keep a guy on, yeah. on, on the main roster, but um, it just adds a little more It's going to be interesting. It's yeah. going to be interesting. It really is. Um, and who's the fourth running back? Is it Corey Clement? Yeah. 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 Yeah, I think it's not, not giving not, see Wendell not given Small. Wendell Small. You're pointing that out in the press box. You know, it's – I think this may be that poor guy. I mean, he's done. He, he will get picked up. He's a soldier. I'm not. I'm not making fun no. of him. But no, oh, no. But he's not going to be on this team. You know, whether yeah. he deserves to be or not. No, I mean, but like, there's many years when we thought that he wasn't going to be on yeah. the team at certain points, and he ends up making the last year. You know, I think some of us thought he wasn't going to make the team. And he, look, the one thing with Wendell, he does run hard. Yeah, he does. Um, I I would guess that Howie is already making some calls. And trying to see about teams that might be interested Conditional in him and, and what they can get. Yeah. They were able to get something today for Bruce Hector. Yeah. Who I forgot was still around. Was basically their sixth or seventh defensive tackle. Yes, he so, was. I mean, you know, credit to how he brought in a safety. And they're 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 at that stage right now where they're trying to accumulate uh picks, whether they yeah. be low round, mid round, you know, right. to supplement the money they're gonna be paying it, uh, Carson. It it gets very difficult to make trades though, the closer you get to cut down day because yeah. teams just know that you're right if you're coming you're going to cut the guy, guy you're going to cut yeah. the guy so making them now you have to over these next it has days, to be a team that doesn't have a high waiver uh claim you know a team that that's in the like around 30 yeah. or something and and might want wendell smallwood for something since reason. we're spitballing here just for a little bit because then obviously it's getting late but like who are the players on this roster you think that will end up with the jets because oh coach <laughs> that's a great one that's a really good question well wendell could be one of those guys yeah. although he predates he joe predates, predates joe josh so adams, he's, he's not really josh a joe adams. guy yeah I jo- think if josh adams is cut yeah was, which could yeah. be one reason why they keep him I don't really know what the Jets need that much. They need corner. They need cornerbacks desperately. Well, there'll be some corners coming out of here. I do think. Do you want Josh Hawkins no. or uh, McKinnon or no? Hawkins was a guy that they brought in last at the end of last season. Last season, so yeah. that was a guy that Joe obviously um, had some influence um, on being in Philadelphia. But he's not looked good at all. I could see someone like DeAndre Hall. Yeah. Um, special teams guy, special yeah. teams guy, safety guy that they brought in. Right. Um, I know that they're not totally. Uh, I Orlando Skandrick might. They need O lineman too. Yeah, Trayvon Hester, because I, I don't think they're going to keep more. You than, don't think uh, so? Okay. I think they'll keep four. Uh, huh. Four. four and DTs. you think Ridgeway gets in ahead of Hester? Yeah. I think they may end up keeping five defensive tackles. Yeah. 
Mm. It all depends on Fletcher. You know, if he's really, really healthy. And do you think Deshaun Hall is definitely on this team? Boy, I, I would think so. I if do, he's not, yeah. that's Joe will be right there for that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you got to think. And you uh, know what? I mean, you know, we find fault with Howie when when he makes mistakes. Picking this kid, he's done this before. Picking a guy up off the, somebody's practice squad in December uh, of the year before, knowing that the kid might have a chance of making the team the next year, and that's what they've done. You know, that's what they did with Hall. Yeah, I you have to Joe. be a little that leery. Joe, I, cried, I think well, Joe's the one. Yeah. How he doesn't, I never office. heard of who Deshaun Hall was until Joe brought it. Yeah. Well, the, oh, the, oh, I had it written down on my bait. I had it written down. Yeah. He's smart enough to it's listen. Like I, had, I was just writing down Dark Barnett's name when you came to me. Yeah. They, I mean, they like guys that were, you know, that were high, pe- you know, third round picks. Right. Like Eli, same thing with Eli Harold, although, although we're not, we're not seeing that. Yeah, Harrell. if they had him high on their board, they're really, they're very curious about what he looks like yeah, and, yeah. and why he hasn't flourished. And, uh, but Deshaun, the only thing I would say is it is preseason, you know. I mean, you can look good in the preseason and not be, you know, really, when you're playing against the real guys, we'll see. But, yeah. Certainly, he has – somebody said this, somebody tweeted this uh, the other day, you know, that if the preseason means anything, Deshaun Hall's got to make the Eagles. He's been their best player. Yep. Well, we'll have um, all next week at some point to talk about cut-down day. Yes. Um, We'll probably spend way too much time and ink on three or four guys that will probably never even play (laughs) during the season. Yeah. Um, We'll get cut after they make the team. Exactly. But unfortunately we have to drive all the way up to North Jersey (laughs) to see this. But it is a seven o'clock start. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, that's it here from the Lincoln financial field. Uh, Please read all of our stories, Um, new stories, features, analysis. I mean, you name it. Everything is on the inquire.com. It certainly is, including this podcast. It's there on the sports page and the Eagles page. Um, please subscribe. You can do that there. And, of course, uh, subscribe to the – I don't think it's subscribe, subscribe. Sign up for the Early Birds. Early Birds newsletter. newsletter. And if you're looking for something to do on September 10th. Yes, I like why, that, Domo. Inqu- inquiring minds uh, <laughs> over at the, at the Inquire building. Uh, you'll be able to – have For free Wawa hoagies. That's five dollars. That's right. And you listen. will get a free hoagie. And a, what else? A Wawa hoagie it, that Michael Silski will not right. be there to eat. <laughs> You'll um, be able to ask us intelligent <laughs> questions and get dumb answers. <laughs> yep. Yep. Well, at least we'll have one game to talk about. Well, we'll all be there for that if you want to. If you're interested in doing that as well. All right, that's it here. That's Les Bowen, Paul Domowich. I'm Jeff McLean. Thanks for listening to the Bird's Eye View podcast. 